Um, so I thought of something that initially I thought would be really good for tonight's topic, and then I kind of realized it might be better for last week's topic, but I, I thought it might be a good, a nice place to start anyways. There you go. Um, and it's actually, it is two jokes. Um, they're jokes of my own design, which I like. Oh, uh, okay. But they're also kind of the same joke, and they both deal with technology, which I also like, because I like technology, and I like telling the same joke over and over again. Huh. This is a lot of preface for, for your joke, so I'm actually a little optimistic. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of preamble. Um, yes, we hold these jokes to be self evident No, um, so, uh, uh, joke the first. Katie, did you know that Twitter has a built-in spell check? Okay. So it's it's actually pretty cool. Not only is it spell check, it will also show you things like autocorrect that you missed, where it chose the wrong word, or um, you know other typos where you actually you typed out a word or a name, but it's not the one you meant. Things like that. Uh, do you know where the control for it is? Tell me, Max. It's a button called Tweet. The moment you push uh... it, you'll be able to see everything you did wrong. Mm. it'll show you clear as day um mm-hmm. <laughs> the other one which i'm a little bit more proud of um because it's it is so much more profound and uh is has proven so true in my professional life and is also of my own design uh, how can you ensure that a file that multiple people are working on uh that, that additional corrections or changes will be identified on it right for it right away mm-hmm <laughs> accidentally send it to a person you have a crush on. No, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. No. No, if you want to make sure that someone immediately finds a correction or change needed on the file, put the word final in the title. <laughs> um, I don't know if it'll also be related. I think, if I'm remembering correctly, when I submitted my master's thesis to my advisor, it might have been still technically a draft, but it, I... I have the feeling that it was supposed to be the final, 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 final ever. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I emailed her within 25 minutes with a new version of the document because mm-hmm. I did something weird. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, I think that happened. Nice. Which is why I tell students, just don't bother to put the word final in the title of anything. Yeah. Yeah. Because as we discussed last time, it's a lie. <laughs> you are listening to Priority a podcast about choices, limitations, and getting stuff done. Priority is hosted by Katie Leibman and her brother, Max Leibman. That's me. Today's episode is entitled Pages and Pages of Anger. For complete show notes, including links to anything we discuss on the podcast today, visit us online at priority.fm slash 64. But, uh, but yeah, anyhow, yeah, um, work in process is the topic, and uh, I guess I've, I've got a bunch of different notes here, but I don't have any particular way in besides the jokes, so um, anything in particular that came to your mind or, or directions you wanted to go when I first brought this up? Sure, sure. Um, so I don't, I don't know if it's just the digital age we're in, but this is something that I... Um, I do try to hang on to a lot of stuff, but I also try not to stress about it too much, especially when I'm working on big projects. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about, um, a couple, maybe this will be practical. Maybe people already do this sort of thing. Um, but I know for me, when I'm working on something that I know has a destination, I have to email it to a teacher. I have to submit it somewhere. It's going somewhere. Um, when I get pretty close to the final version of anything, 
I usually end up with a good chunk of material that is going to get cut either for length or concision Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, So I've gotten to the habit of I sometime in the process, I'll create a document with nearly the same name as whatever the final version is going to be. But then I just put all caps scraps at the beginning or end of the title. (laughs) So it like really it's my scrap pile. Mm -hmm. So it's stuff that, you know, maybe it could be, the nugget for something new in the future. Um, or maybe it's just trash and I, you know, I'll never come back to it, but, right. um, you know, with, with, you know, storage in the cloud and everything else. Um, and just remembering to name things accurately. I don't know. I, I, I think I, <laughs> as I look around my summer housewife magazine person cave, um, <laughs> attic cave, uh, yeah, no, I'll hang on to stuff if I think it might be useful or, or might come back in some way. I don't know. What about you? Um, yeah, I mean that's that's uh <clears throat> I, I do kind of similar things, especially digitally. I was thinking about this and um uh one of the things a habit I got into oh circa two thousand eight, um, when I when I got what was at the time the most serious and adult job I had yet had. Um I got into this habit of whenever I'm working on a, on an ongoing project that touches multiple digital things or I'm creating multiple digital things of giving it a folder and usually right on my desktop. Um, I know there's, there's plenty of geeks and neat freaks who don't like to have anything on the desktop of their computer ever, ever, ever. But I'm of the mind, I like to keep my desktop extremely tidy, but I do feel like it is, it is a perfect place. And in fact, the correct place uh, to put things that you are actively working on and going to be touching a lot. Um, you know, that's kind of why it's there. Um, I mean, some people, like, they just, they, they cover the entire thing with icons of folders and files that they've saved there, and they keep going until they can't even be displayed, so they have to, like, open a, an Explorer or a Finder window to, like, to view everything that's there in a big list. Um, you know, it just becomes a dumping ground because it's the one part of the computer that everybody can find. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think there's a little bit of, of logic in that, you know, the reason the desktop is there is so you have somewhere to put things that you need close at hand, mm-hmm. um, you know, and of, of all the places on the computer nowadays on windows and on Mac, where you can put like little shortcuts and quick little ways to get the things. Um, I think the desktop is still like in terms of, of metaphor, spatial metaphor, it's still the best place for something you're working on a lot. Um, I do like to keep it kind of organized though. Like my, my, my habit, what I try to do is make sure that like, if I'm working on a project like right now at work, I'm writing, um, I'm kind of doing a big rewrite from the ground up of all, all of my team's procedure documentation. Um, which is something it seems every job I have, I eventually get around to doing like throwing out everything that's ever been written for it and starting over just so it's all, you know, consistent and in my voice and <laughs> reflects all the changes that have happened since I've been there. Um, and so everything, all the old procedure documents and little drafts and little reference documents and a couple of spreadsheets of things and, you know, some um, I have have a little text file called backlog that's just like a list of uh, fragments I know I want to include somewhere as well as actual just like tasks that need to be done, you know, people I need to talk to or things I need to look up or, you know, anytime I, I think of something or, or identify something to do that I can't do right then, I put it in that file and I don't keep that like in, in the list manager or like on my to-do list, I put it in the folder with everything else. So <laughs> when I'm working on that file, it's right there. 
Um, you know, similar thing for, for the podcast. Like when I find the image that's going to be that episode's show art, um, that goes into the same folder that I have the Audacity project where I'm editing the audio. And in that folder is also a text file where I capture title ideas and make a list of the links of things that, that you know, we're, we're talking about for show notes. Um, and, and a draft of the, of the um, synopsis goes there. Like everything goes in that folder. Um, mm-hmm. and then when I'm done, I just have one thing to, you know, move around or archive or delete or whatever. For sure. So, yeah. 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 Uh, so another thing I thought of, um, since we're talking about digital spaces too, um, for maybe two years, maybe longer, maybe shorter, I'm not sure. And I can never find out again, um, as you'll see at the, the end of the story, um, <laughs> One of the places I was dumping random ideas, random images and notes to self, um, nothing to act on, just things like, um, you know, a line that might come to me that, that could be good for a poem or a short story or something I might do in the future or, um, you know, it's slightly more, um, I don't know how to say it, not useful. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing, pers- nothing that you would do would be useful, would it? What? <laughs> I'm, I'm. No, I can't. I can't think of what word I'm. I'm. I'm reaching for something. Mm. Um, but the other example is going to give you know some substantial maybe mm. um, things like um, you know after a conversation <clears throat> with one of our parents maybe they told me something uh, about a situation that had happened before I was born you know mm-hmm. some old small family story or something right. you know I might want to make a note of it just you know even if it's just a, a short little thing just because. My brain likes having those things around. And as we've talked about before, I don't trust my brain. That's why I write things down. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, just images, like things throughout the day where you see something that's really striking for whatever reason. I like to jot those things down, you know. Um, so especially if it were a time where I, I didn't have my journal or I was already in my email when I thought of something. Um, I was putting all this stuff in um, a Gmail draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and going for a while, it had to be at least two years. It was a very long document. Um, (laughs) but it was kind of a cool, just weird sketch. And like, sometimes I would pull random quotations out of articles online and just paste them in there just because I I really liked the turn of phrase or the idea or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so sort of a, uh, what do they call it? A commonplace. Um, Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to Google real quick. Uh, you know, um, I've, I've, I've heard of similar things. Like, um, I took a, a visual design class, like, oh gosh, probably 12 years ago now. And they referred to like keeping a, a file or a scrapbook of like design ideas, you know, torn out bits of, of, you know, ads or, or logos or images that, that you found inspiring or wanted to use somewhere. They called that a morgue. What? <laughs> Not kidding. Whoa. Seems like the wrong end. Shouldn't it be like the birthing ward? <laughs> it's where the ideas come from. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I've, 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 you know, um, uh, the book that we referenced way back in episode number two, um, Tom Peters Reimagine. He has a, a chapter in there about becoming as a business person like more design aware. And the thing he recommends there, he just calls a design notebook, which would be somewhere where like if you see a phrase or or a page of an instructional manual or an ad or again, you know, anything like that that you find kind of well designed and inspiring, you know, throw it in there and jot like a little note about how it makes you feel just as a way of becoming more design literate and starting to collect ideas. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I checked real, real quick just because I didn't want to misspeak. Um, and I don't remember when I looked this. I looked this up at some point. At some point, um, but yeah, a commonplace or a commonplace or a commonplace book is is you know what we're talking about. Sort of um, a scrapbook with all sorts of things, whether it's you know quotes, mm-hmm. you know poems, little um, reference material, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, according to Wikipedia, which we will include in show notes as we do. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, all of Wikipedia. <laughs> um, lots of examples from 15th century Italy. Um, I think I heard about it in reference to early American figures. Mm-hmm. Um, Emerson, Thoreau, right. uh, Mark Twain I, I, kept notes I, like this. As we're talking about it, I kind of I feel like I have encountered this term before because I... Somebody incorporated commonplace in the the name of their blog a bunch of years ago that I read, and I found it kind of pretentious and annoying. So I went and like I was like, "That's not a thing," and then I looked it up and I'm like, "Oh, that's a thing." <laughs> With quite a history. Yeah, that's um, that's definitely a thing. Oh my gosh! Um, oh shoot, I've already forgotten the name of the weird. Uh, oh, the planner, the really fussy planner system with codes. Oh, uh, bullet journaling. Ah, thank you. Um, also, when you when you said after- fussy, and since we're talking about about um, uh, oh now I'm gonna forget the woman's name. I gotta look it up. <laughs> when you said fussy, I thought you were gonna be talking about your baby, and then I thought you forgot your baby's name. No, I remember his name. His name is Owen. Um, <laughs> oh, Aaron Condren. Yes. Okay. Um, when you said fussy, and since we're talking about design, I thought you were gonna say like an Aaron Condren planner. <laughs> Uh, which, like bullet journaling, I don't recommend going to to um, Pinterest because it it will just be like mm-hmm. pages and pages of anger. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Title. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So this, I, I had this document going, and and sometimes I would go and, and fish things out of there, and you know, with it being digital, it's easy to to search the page and find what mm-hmm. I was trying to think of. So if I remembered, oh, I had a, a really nice note about the way the sky looked one day, which makes me sound very poetic and, you know, like the, mm-hmm. our, our forefathers who right. used commonplace books, Al- who I've although mentioned already. if you can describe how the sky looked on a particular day and somebody, anybody reading that gets the same feeling, then you are poetic. Mm. Sunsets are like dreams. You shouldn't really describe them. <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> it won't, it won't work. Don't talk. Note to self: Don't talk about the sun. Hey, let me let me write that down. Put that. Yeah. Make sure add I add that to your to your commonplace book. I don't want to lose this note, right? I don't trust my brain, so I'm gonna write it down. <laughs> Max says something, something, something. Don't do whatever I'm doing. <laughs> You've morgued my idea. <laughs> yes. So Anyhow. so I had this great thing going. It was just you know sort of like. Sort of like a diary, sort of like a scrapbook, whatever. Just this big notes thing going. Um, until one day, I was in my drafts folder in Gmail. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, I had highlighted the item. I think at the time, it was the only draft in there. And I don't remember what I was trying to do to it. If I was trying to move it to a different folder, um, if I was thinking about sending it or, or labeling it or something... And in one click, I accidentally discarded the draft. Wah, wah. And uh, do do discarded drafts go into the trash folder, Katie? No, they do not, Max. And as I learned, <laughs> I was going to say. And how did you learn that? Day. <laughs> <laughs> bleep, 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 bleepity. <clears throat> um, um, I take it. I take it. This yeah. was before Gmail 
uh, and actually maybe it doesn't do this for drafts, but but they have a little undo popover that shows up for a moment. That little this was pre undo. I do have the undo feature enabled. Yeah, and I enjoy it very much. <laughs> so uh, how did how did you feel after that? I might have cried. Just very briefly, mm-hmm. very intense, furious, like minute and a half cry. I might have been very angry, mostly at myself, obviously. Mm. And then I think it's fair to be angry at Gmail too at that point. Oh my gosh. Because it's supposed to go to trash. Everything just goes to right. trash. Right. And it's there and you can find it. Yeah. Um, because we're only human. <gasps> okay, you know it's interesting? I had to try it just now. Th- when you discard a draft, mm-hmm. it still does not give you the undo option. Oh, that's obnoxious. Um, let me see if it's in my trash. Nope, and it's not in my trash. Oh, that's super obnoxious. So that has not been. Yeah. Because really, once I, so once you highlight a draft, the first button to the right of the highlight, the select, I should say, is discard drafts. Mm-hmm. It's just right there, just, just taunting me still. So, okay, and then after that, I I recovered and since then, I've made my peace, right? Because there's nothing else to do. Like, it's gone. <laughs> like, <laughs> the flame has been lit. Like, yeah. <laughs> no going back. I'm dedicating my life to pursuing time travel because I must have this draft back. Right, right. And, you know, so I had to chalk it up to, you know, ideas we've talked about elsewhere that, you know, if I wrote it down and, and it was important enough, it has stayed in my brain. So some right. of those things. Right. It, it has it stayed was, in your I, brain or it'll come back up again. You know, yeah, yeah. You're not so you're not the it, only person in the world who would have. I mean, that sunset. You might have been the only person in the world who had the words to capture it, but you aren't the only person in the world who saw that turn of phrase or or that image or whatever you wrote down. You know, so well, maybe you're not Max. I could be a genius, but I blew it with my discarded draft. <laughs> <laughs> the world will never know what I think of that sun. Mm, that's true. That's true. You know, you might have you might have been the, you might have been the one who could make somebody cry over a description of the sunset. Uh huh. You know, we'll just we'll never know. So I moved on because I had to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, there's absolutely no lesson um, in this moment because obviously, if something's worth saving, go save it somewhere. Don't have it as an active <laughs> draft. Yeah, like literally a draft in huh. Gmail. Well, that's I mean that's and actually there's there is a there's um a, a turn of phrase I really like that if I had a commonplace book, I probably would have written this down there at some point. Um, but you know, since we're talking about like managing these, like, and I don't know where this comes from originally. I heard it from, um, on a podcast called Mac break weekly from Alex Lindsay, who is a, a like a photographer and, and videographer. And uh, I think he worked in visual effects on like star Wars episode one and things like that. So, so, you know, pretty, pretty, a dude who deals with some pretty serious data, um, and I've heard since heard it since then, I've heard it attributed to the military, but I don't know. It's, it, but anyhow, I like it. And it's about the idea of backup and like where you put things. And, and, um, and the idea is like, if something only exists in one place, it doesn't really exist at all. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever that is. Uh, so if like you write it down on a note card, but that's, that's it. You, you, you have that note card until you lose that note card or something happens to that note card and then you don't have it at all. So you may as well not have it at all. Cause things happen all the time. Um, if something is in two places, it exists, you know, cause it's a little bit resilient now. You've got a note card and you took a picture of it with your phone or, you know, you've, you've got it in your email and also it's in a note, a note on your iPhone. Um, but until it's in three places, it's not really real. Um, 
So so one doesn't really exist. Two places it exists, but three is when it becomes real. Um, and kind of the, 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 the other version of it I've heard, and this is the one that's more attributed to like military settings, because, um, you know, again, equipment, supplies, things like that, they get lost, they get stolen, they get broken, stuff happens in the world. Um, or you just use it up, depending on what it is and what the situation is. But but the phrase is two is one and one is none, hmm. you know, and and again, applied to things like whatever you're working on right now. Like if you've only got that in one place and there's no fallback, you don't really have it at all is the idea. And I'm not I am not good at that. Like I'm not this is not me on a soapbox lecturing people for not having good backup <laughs> or lecturing you for keeping things in a draft because I've probably done dumber things than that with ideas. Um, but, but just to say like, this is a good example of that, um, that, that draft and hopefully what you were planning to do with it was send it somewhere, you know, because until it exists in two places, <laughs> it's very, very fragile. <laughs> yeah. My inbox and my sent folder, Max. <laughs> well, you could send it to somebody else. <laughs> it's in two, two inboxes. places. Yeah. Um, but you know, mm -hmm. you know, you have an automatic version of that. Like if you have an iPhone and you turn iCloud on, um, you know, if you put something in notes, you have it in a note on your phone and you have it in a note in iCloud on a server somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, which good segue. That's where I keep a lot of those random things. Actually, now I'm glad you said that. Cause I was about to ask you like, what do you do now instead? <laughs> so it's a little bit better. Cause I also have it. I don't know if I did this on purpose or if it just happened. Um, I am not terribly savvy. I just do what I can. Um, <laughs> but it also is synced to my Gmail. So there's a, <laughs> folder in gmail called notes mm -hmm. that has what's on my phone nice so i don't think that's um icloud i think it's just because i have it synced right yeah but i mean theoretically so are you are you taking notes in the notes app and then sync yes it? um yes yeah, so that's a little more sustainable yeah <laughs> and I'm, i don't know and i'm also trying to um you know some stuff does sort of expire after a while um you know, stuff that becomes less relevant. Like if I have an idea for an event that's coming up after the event's over, if the idea was only relevant to that, mm -hmm. you know, I'll go back. Now I'm trying to be a little more judicious about my, even my mental space right. when I look at that big list of notes, you know? Yeah. Well, and I mean, not to go totally meta, but I mean, we are a podcast. Um, I, a lot of that stuff I mentioned, the, the sort of work in progress files that I have for an episode while I'm working on, a lot of that goes away at the end. Um, mm -hmm. you know, when I get done, I'll, all I really archive is the finished MP3 of the show and the finished audacity file of the show. Like everything I cut out along the way, I, I save an MP3 of the uncut file that has all the stuff that gets cut or edited, but I don't save the, the different tracks of that. I don't save, you know, so it'd be a little bit tricky to go back and use any of that. Not, not impossible, but not as clean. Um, sure. you know, so I, I don't like, I, I recently archived a bunch of the early episodes of the show, which was, which was my, really my first experience doing any audio editing. And like the first episode I had 25 gigabytes of, of, you know, eight different versions of the audacity project where like I was, you know, a third of the way in editing and like, I wanted to try something, but I was afraid of screwing up and not being able to find my way back. So I made a whole copy of the file and you know, different rabbit holes I went down, different paths for how to how to structure the show and edit it. And so I ended up with tons of data. Um, nowadays, I wind up with one file that's like a gigabyte, if that, <laughs> you know, and all that other stuff just goes away because mm. who cares? I'm done. <laughs> the, the episode is already shipped at that point. Right, right. The event has happened. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. It is, it is at the point where I stopped editing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Drafty draft. Yeah. 
Um, mm-hmm. One kind of related thing. So we're, we're talking about work in process here. Um, uh, and, and I mean, this, we could talk about like your, your, your digital work, you know, writing and, and editing and things like that that you do or, or about like projects just in general around the house, crafty things, things like that. How do you, um, manage stuff that's, that's in progress, but you know, you're not going to be able to finish in a sitting. Like, how do you keep track of where all that is and what needs to happen next? And, and, you know, manage that from, from one, one work session to another. Hmm. That is a good question. Well, thank you. Hmm. <laughs> I I feel like I'm having deja vu, which it's probably not actually deja vu, and it's that we've talked about this before. Because the, the example that pops to mind is um, I've got an embroidery project going. Um, so this might be interesting to the listener just because it's fun and personal. Mm-hmm. So... Um, when my mother was, our mother, I should say, um, was going through some some older stuff uh, earlier this spring. No, it might have been a while ago. I've already forgotten when she found it. So she's going through an old box, and she found this bag with a partially finished embroidery project, like a little uh, Christmas cross-stitch scene. Um, but in the bag was the program from my high school volleyball tournament where she had been working on this between <laughs> games. Oh, so it was I this, love it. Oh, it was just this weird little craft mm-hmm. time capsule moment. Yeah, it, time um, ca- that's the right that's a great word for it. I was just I was just like it's like it's like it's time stamped, it's archived, but uh-huh. yeah, it's it's a time capsule. Yeah. You know, you've said before Max about those those funny little things that will mark time for us mm-hmm. at all. You know, we accidentally saved so many different things. It was one of those moments where she pulled it out and was like, oh, I remember working on this. I wonder when I was last working on it. Oh, my God, look at this program. (laughs) Katie was 17 or 16 or whatever. Um, So that was a riot. So anyway, so I've got some stuff like that that's that's sort of active. Um, And that stuff, I have that project and all the related, you know, materials, extra Mm -hmm. needles and thread and all this. in a bag, they just sort of hang out in the living room because that's where, mm-hmm. you know, if we're watching TV at night and I want to work on it. So, I mean, for me, I like having things, you know, organized enough and out of the way. But if I'm sitting there bored on the couch and I look down, I can still see it and remember that <laughs> right. it exists. Right. I, yeah, the bag, um, Courtney does a similar thing. Like, and, and occasionally she'll have multiple knitting projects going at once and there will be different bags with, you know, various knitting projects in them. Um yeah, and I, I actually, it's funny that, that we're talking about bags with needles and things in them because one, one thing that popped into my head that isn't really relevant to, to the show necessarily is um, I was thinking of it with the term work in process, which is kind of the, the accounting or manufacturing term for stuff that's not finished. But um, every Monday night, um, Courtney goes out with, with some, some girlfriends to a coffee shop and they have like a little knitting group and she always posts um, what is what is known in the, the knitting craft hobby trade world as as uh whip pick wip which they say work in progress rather than process but it's you know a photo of what everybody's working on in the state that it is now um Mm. but yeah yeah she she manages it it manages it in a similar way to you like if it's i mean if she's coming right back to it it'll usually just sit on a table like if she puts it down for the night and she knows she's gonna be working on it the next night but you know if it's gonna be longer than that she'll throw it in a bag Mm-hmm. And if, if there's two or three projects, there's two or three bags. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. No, I'm trying to think of other examples too. Um, I, I have an, I I have an anti-pattern I... if, if you don't have another. Oh, example. please. <laughs> so, and this one, I am, I'm, this is another one where I like people, I know sometimes I get very preachy on the show and I'm going to be preachy here, but just know that I'm in here. I'm in this with you. I am bad at this as well. Um, I'm good at it at work. I'm not good at it at home. Um, the anti-pattern is very close to what we're talking about. And that is, you know, you're going to be working on it again and you want it close at hand and you want to be reminded of it. So you leave it out. Mm-hmm. Um, which, oh, I'm so bad at that. And I think, I think everybody is. And I think this is maybe like among people I know and houses I've seen, this is probably the number one way that adults create clutter is they leave stuff out because that way they know they can find it and deal with it later or they can continue mm-hmm. it later. You know, they won't lose their place. And I think it works. I think that pattern works fine if the project you're working on is, uh, it, it only gets worked on in that one place. If nothing else needs to happen in that place and you have only one, you know. And I would add time as a factor too because what I'm picturing is where you end up with piles or layers right, of things. Right, right. Yes, absolutely. And these, yeah, and these piles just become yeah. myths we tell ourselves about our nice little right. project. And, and like, and I think that I think time and you, you bring up a great point and time I think ties into the number because you might just have one thing that you're going to do there now, but if you leave it there long enough, eventually a second one will show up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like if, if you, you know, if, if you always eat in the kitchen or living room, it's okay to have scrapbooking stuff all over your, your, your dining room table all the time. <laughs> but if you also have family meals at the dining room table, you are creating friction. You know, you have extra work to do every time you want to sit down to a meal or every time you want to get back into your project. Mm. Um, but that's also how I like to push a work in progress. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like dumping laundry all over the perfectly mm-hmm. made bed because you can't go to bed until you deal with the laundry <laughs> so your bed is the inbox is what you're saying yes because it puts that pressure on it <laughs> bed bed sheet zero because god damn it if you want to go to bed you better fold the laundry yeah. so i just made a new rule <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty good that's pretty good and i mean mm-hmm. that's that's and i think that's a little different because like you're probably not leaving the laundry the way you would leave like uh uh you know again i'm gonna say scrapbooking sorry to pick on any scrapbookers out there who've never actually finished a scrapbook but um <laughs> like laundry isn't like a scrapbook where you might come back to it tomorrow or you might come back to it next month i mean i hope i hope <laughs> theoretically um, dirty, dirty under roof. That would be closer to, and actually, and I'm, I've gotten bad about this one since my baby's been born as well, but, um, you know, um, my version of that is the bills. Like, I put the bills in one place, and it is on the kitchen counter, but I, I at least for a while, was dealing with them. You know, I'd see bills there, I'd go deal with them. Um, you know, I'd leave them out, and it wouldn't be weeks, it would be days. Um, mm-hmm. Again, since Owen came along, there's just so much more paper when you have a baby. Um, everybody sends you stuff. Oh, okay. So I was like, "What does does he need a journal? Is he bullet journaling?" Oh my gosh, you would not believe that kid and his Gantt charts and and project timelines and oh wow. <sighs> oh, buddy. <laughs> no, it just just you know people. I mean, in addition to like you have more bills for everything because you have a baby, um, but also like pediatrician sends you stuff and you get on you accidentally get on mailing lists for coupons and advertisements <laughs> of various kinds and and other actual bills come in and. You know, there's just, there's a lot to deal with. Mm. So anyhow, yeah, but yeah, the anti-pattern, um, you, you deal with the projects by leaving it out. Um, 
and and I mean in there there's one little bit of that that I I I don't really have a great tip for but just something to think about for people who struggle with this. I think the one of the reasons we leave stuff out is not just because we want to be reminded that it's there because we think we'll work on it again soon, although I think those things are true, but also because it is sometimes hard to figure out like where the heck you were and, you know, you have to remind mm-hmm. yourself of the 12 things you needed to do this and and what point you were at on it and things like that. And if you leave everything around, um, I reread part of a study today um, that I read several years ago. Uh, is actually from some researchers at Microsoft named Mary Serwinski, Eric Horvitz, and Susan Wilhite. Um, and it was it was a, a, a diary study on, on interruptions, um, but a lot of their findings and a lot of the thrust of their paper was that, like, you know, the reasons that interruptions are so costly or that breaking our work up into multiple sessions is so, is so um, you know, can be so time-consuming, so taxing, is because we lose context. Like you had all of the windows, all the applications you needed open on your computer and all the windows arranged in a certain way that really worked for you and things were flowing. And then you went home for the night and you restarted your computer. Mm-hmm. And you come back in the morning, you have to set all that up again, um, figure out where you were in each one. You know, I think we do the same thing with physical stuff. We leave it out because otherwise, you know, it's it's that much harder to get back into it. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, you know, I've been thinking about that sort of thing more recently just switching back and forth between um, a couple of bigger things I'm juggling right now, you know, between teaching and things I'm working on personally. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause on the one hand it is really nice to clear the decks and then switch gears to the other thing mm-hmm. to mix all of my metaphors. Sure. Um, apparently there are gears on the deck as well. Well, I mean, there um, there's gears in the ship. You're not far off. They'd, they'd probably be down in the engine room, but you know, no, I'm picturing like a robot pirate ship now. Although I guess I mean, isn't it, don't ships have multiple decks? So like, there could be an engineering deck. Okay. I think there's yeah, a, that's there, fair. I think there's an engineering deck on the Enterprise on Star Trek. So, mm. so beam me up, Katie. Okay, lots of options. I'm I'm down with this. Okay, um, all the metaphors. You know, sometimes that's nice because then it tells my brain it's okay. You can stop thinking about grading because now you need to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, or vice versa. Um, but yeah, no, I think you're right about getting out and into your works in progress. Um, and I know, you know, we've talked about this phenomenon too, about how it can be hard to get back into something if you're fearing it. And then that bad feeling just sort of multiplies over time. Mm-hmm. And then once you're back into it, it's fine and everything feels great. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think there's there's something I... Um... You when you mentioned everything feeling great once you're back into it, I'm I'm reminded of um, uh, something an idea in software development that I've, I've probably touched on here before, but I think it's I think it's another similar thing, another way that you know, uh, and and we leave stuff out in part to to try to to preserve this, but I don't think that really works. But you know, when you have been working on something for a while, part of the reason it feels good to keep going when you're in it is because you've got the whole thing in your head. You know, Mm -hmm. you've got, if you're programming, you've got all the variables and the the various classes and things you're working with, like in your mind at once, you've got, you have a a really strong mental model. 
Um, all of it's loaded in your RAM to kind of abuse a, a, a computer metaphor. Um, same thing when you're writing. You know, if it's a nonfiction piece, all the facts and figures might be close at hand in your short-term working memory. Um, you know, you kind of know where you're going and you know where you've been and you know where all the facts and, and, and you know, bits of dialogue and quotes you need are. Um, and you're just kind of arranging them and working through them in a very clear, very well laid out mental space. When you go to do anything else, you start to break that up. Um, mm -hmm. You know, things fall out of your short-term memory. Your working memory fills in with other things. Um, you know, whatever whatever context, whatever chain of reasoning you were in, whatever chain of train of thought you were on, all of that kind of goes away. Um, mm -hmm. And you you don't just need to rebuild your physical environment. You also need to like reacquire um, that whole mental model of the of the the the, the, the oh, what's the word like the problem space that you were in. Mm hmm. Like Lincoln said, leave some water in the ram. Yes, absolutely. Um, I have no idea what that means, but yes, that. Hemingway, water in the well. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, we have talked about this before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but not, mm -hmm. I mean, not even just, not even just water in the well so you know where you were going, but like, you know, um, just getting it all packed back into your head. I, I think also this is kind of an argument for like <laughs> managing works in progress by not having them. Like do your work until you're done. <laughs> <laughs> which but, for a lot of projects will not, will not yeah we've, we've also argued against that idea before but right yeah so basically mm -hmm. i backed us into an impossible corner yeah work is hard <laughs> um save things like a smart person would yeah um yes two is one one is none none is katie sad water in the scrapbooking attic yes like water under the bridge that is burning yeah. <laughs> I always got to end on a high Love note. It. You <laughs> bet. Man, I, I, I don't know. What don't you know? Can we redeem it or we just know that everybody's going to be fine? Oh. I th Life's temporary, people. I think, I think everybody's mostly going to be fine. I mean, I think we had a couple good things in there. Like, you know, your cautionary tale about, about saving stuff, I think, yeah. was important. Um, the warning, the admonition not to solve this problem by leaving stuff out. Um, <laughs> although we didn't really have an alternative solution that was very good. Right. Um, so, yeah. So maybe all this is to say your works in progress are important or they aren't. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> you decide. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's, I think that's, I think that's pretty good. Um, uh, the only other thing I can think to recommend is something we've talked about a bunch before too. David Allen's getting things done idea. Like whatever project you've got, always have a next action for it when you put it down, you know, mm -hmm. and put that somewhere. And if you don't have like a to-do list you carry around with you, that's fine. Just put it with the stuff, you know, wherever you keep the stuff for that project. Just make a note to yourself. This, this is next. Um, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah. that I'm, I'm reminded this can maybe be after show, but I just want to, I want to throw a, a shout out to time management people I didn't listen to before, but I'm coming around on, um, on the subject of like working for longer periods on things, you know, keeping, mm -hmm. keeping the problem in mind, not carrying projects over from work session to work session when you can help it. Um, something that I've always kind of poo pooed in my own practice, not cause I thought it was a bad idea just cause I, it wasn't my style is, um, what every time management guru says, which is block out things on your calendar, even just stuff you want to work on, um, mm -hmm. which I've really been working hard on, on practicing lately to very good effect. I think I've always been like a more of a to-do list person. 
-hmm. Like I wanted where I'm going to be and what my appointments are on my calendar, but I wouldn't like put a two hour block in the morning to like write or, you know, a a three hour block in the afternoon to audit one of my direct reports work for the last month. You know, I would just have, I would have, I would rather have those on a list where I can check them off. Um, but I've really been, I think inspired by our review of the five choices, which pushes this. And, and this is why this is kind of silly. I used to work for a company and teach people like this is the way they should manage their time was blocking out time to do things and focus. Um, but I've really been trying to put that into practice and I think that's helped too, you know, Mm. um, when I have a defined block of time, I, I don't have all as many things that are left, you know, not as many of my projects are left in kind of random middle states where I'm sort of between tasks on them. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's fair too. You know, like, like I was thinking it's, if it's important, then you should be able to block it mm -hmm. Yeah, and say, I commit to this and I'm not going to commit to other things right now. You have been listening to Priority. Once again, for complete show notes, or if you'd like to send us feedback via email or subscribe to the show, visit us on the web at priority.fm. If you enjoyed the program today, please go to iTunes and leave us a positive rating and review, as that will help new listeners find the show. Also, if you're interested in getting updates or communicating with us via tweets, follow us on Twitter, where we are at PriorityFM. That's at P-R-I-O-R-I-T-Y-F-M. Thanks again for listening. Yeah, you should you should have heard the joke that I originally thought of starting with instead of those two. Oh Lord! As soon as, as soon as we hit record, I was gonna say something like, "Oh, and so that's why you think Ghostbusters is gonna be a terrible movie and bomb." And then when you express some kind of you know incredulity at that, I'd say, "Oh, well, we were we we're talking about works in process." So I thought I would just like start the show in progress. Oh my god! <laughs> and and since since you weren't here yet, I assigned you a role. Oh my god. That's really funny. Yeah. But as often happens, you say something as a joke, and then I have a real-life example <laughs> of how ridiculous I am. No, please. So, please share that. <laughs> oh, my God. On a regular basis, I will continue a conversation from sometime in the last hour in my brain and then start talking to Billy as if all of it has been out loud. Oh, my God. I do that, too. So the conversation might have ended or been interrupted maybe a half hour, 40 Mm -hmm. minutes ago, I will continue thinking about it and pick back up, Mm -hmm. again, with no context. Right. Just say, yeah, I think the thing was she was thinking of blah, blah, blah. And Billy will try to think of, okay, we were just talking about sandwiches. What was before that? (laughs) Oh, before that we were talking about next weekend. So he's got to go back in the stack, as Merlin would say. Yeah, so so usually he'll just sort of like sort of sadly shake his head at me so that I know he there's no there's no helping him like I just need to jump back. Yeah. If if you even can, I guess it depends on how how extensive the conversation in your head was after that point. 
<laughs> right. And and then usually I can just name the subject and he'll say, okay, got it. Yeah. And then we can proceed. <laughs> yeah, work back from there. Yeah, I um, I do that. I, it's usually not like an hour and it's not always um, where I catch myself doing that to Courtney. I've gotten a little better about it over time, I think, because I, I, I had caught myself. Well, she had caught me doing it several times is we'll be talking about something and then we'll be talking about something else. And then I'll say something on the first subject like 20 minutes later. Yes, um, and it's, yes. we will still have been interacting and talking and being in the same space. Like, it's not like I went away for an hour and continued to adjust in my head, but it continued in my head while we were talking about other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes unbidden, like a few times, I think I've just blurted something out on the first conversation because it, it came into my mind, <laughs> despite <laughs> the fact that I thought I was completely present with the second conversation. Oh, um, oh I know where we know that actress from. <laughs> She was. Yeah, she yeah. was also the the alcoholic uh, ex girlfriend on the that Schmidt met at the wedding in the first season of New Girl, you know. And she's like, "What? We're we're talking about Laurel's party." It's like, well, you are apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was finishing up. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe that's topical. Still, we we just want to close those loops. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. That's. I mean, that's a good point. Like you are, um, you know, we're not talking about in a sleep context, but I think that's where most people have heard this before. But like, your brain keeps working on things, you know. So maybe that's a that's a good um, a good parallel to like I I referenced work in process as like an accounting term. In manufacturing, like, it's kind of discouraged to have a lot of work in process because, like, resources are tied up in that. Like, if it's in process, then it's not a raw material anymore, um, but it's also not a product. You can't sell it, you know, so you don't have the money you spent on the raw material, but you can't get the money back for it yet. Um, So you want to have minimal of that. And I think think same thing here. Like, your your mental capacity is limited, so you don't want to have a million things, you know. If you've only got one or two big projects going running in the back of your brain – You'll get something done on them. Mm. You don't want to tie up all that mental money on a bunch of work in process. Yeah, I, I feel like we're trying really hard to like come to some <laughs> brilliant conclusion, and I'm I'm not landing it. I know that. No, I I think we're there, um, <laughs> but it might be dead by now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this this episode is no longer in process. It is it is finished. Fiend. All right, I think we can cut there. <laughs> Very nice.